the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on worldnetdaily.com, Olive Tree Views, um, also on barbwire.com, on lifesitenews.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens. And it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. It's now in its second edition, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Last October, religious services at a Pittsburgh synagogue were disrupted by a killer when many people were gunned down. And the shooter, as it turns out, was virulently anti-Semitic. And we should not have been shocked, however, um, that this happened. Uh, Anti-Semitism is not only alive and well in America, it is being promoted on college campuses and among many influential celebrities and leaders and now members of Congress And there's also a new movement to oppose Israel, and it's gaining influence all the time. Um, Here to talk with me about this and many other things is someone many of you will recognize. Jan Markell is founder of Olive Tree Views and Olive Tree Ministries. She hosts a national radio show, a very popular annual prophecy conference, many videos on YouTube, and her e-news blasts provide many illuminating articles from all over the internet. So welcome, Jan, to Mission America Radio. Linda, thank you, and thanks for what you do as well. Well, thank you so much. I've admired your work for such a long time, and I think quite a few of our listeners will be familiar with Olive Tree uh, Ministries, Olive Tree Views. But for those who aren't, could you just give us a little uh, quick overview of your ministry? Well, I, I do some things that are similar to you. I do look at the culture and current events 
that's going on in the world and a lot of the things that are going haywire in the world as well. And often we'll try to tie those to some of the things that the Bible predicted. In some cases, uh, Scripture talks clearly about a declining, declining uh, probably character of mankind, particularly as uh, society kind of draws to a close mm-hmm. in the biblical last days. And then we're just seeing that on overdrive, the Romans 1, a decline of character, Second Timothy 3, the last days, <laughs> man's character declines as well. Uh, so some of the, I look at some of these things, the Middle East, uh, how Israel plays into things, uh, the Jewish people. And for that matter, as you already indicated, with some persecution going on, both persecution of Christians and Jews, yes. Yeah, and and you your background is Jewish, is that correct? And, uh, yes, that and, is correct. And you became a believer, and that gives you an incredible, a, a new, pers- a different perspective on uh, perhaps than s- some others uh, uh, folks might have. Yeah, I heard a Jewish evangelist when I was eleven years old in a Baptist church, and that turned my life upside down. And uh, uh-huh. I never knew that when I was thirty, I would actually go into full time Christian ministry and talk about some of these things that we're discussing. Wow, that is so cool. Um, I, I visited Israel for the second time in October, and I was yeah. struck once again. Uh, you know, my husband and I went through the Holocaust Museum, and we're, yes. I mean, the uh, Yad Vashem, and it's just, it, it's just overwhelming. You came come out of there just shaking. And, and then, yes. then you realize, of course, as I already did, that anti-Semitism is being, is very popular, and it's now trendy on college campuses. You know, what what is going on? I mean, there's many levels to this, but just give us a quick view of, of what your opinion is, is where this is coming from. Well, I think that in that our higher education is so riddled with uh, liberalism, and liberalism seems to dislike just all sorts of things. They don't like Christianity. They don't like conservatism. They're chasing various people off of campuses if they're coming as a speaker to represent views that they don't like. And for some reason, the anti-Semitic sentiment on our campuses probably in the last 20 years, and even more so in the last five to 10 years, has just gone off the charts uh, with, uh, again, um, uh, the boycott, divest, sanction movement, BDS movement, but just plain anti-Israel, pro-Palestine, um, some, in some cases, even just pro-Islam, but anti-Israel or anti-Jewish sentiment on these college campuses. And and Linda, it's, it's honestly it's hard to explain. You try, somebody might ask me, well, how did this happen? And I just think it's again, it's a part of, of the decline of all things that right. were once rather sacred. But we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education, indoctrinated with all sorts of things. But one of the ugliest is that to now to hate Jews, to embrace the culture of some of our, virtually some of our enemies, um, terrorist, uh, radical terrorist, Islamic uh, issues will be celebrated. Um, And Israel, that does represent freedom in the Middle East, it's the only country with complete freedom in the Middle East and also welcomes their Muslim population and and lets them serve in the parliament or the Knesset as well and things like that. And yet Israel is being attacked seriously on our college campuses. Right. It's a very free country. There are mosques everywhere. I mean, the yes. city of Nazareth is mostly Muslim. I mean, you, you go around Israel and you think this in this this is a uh, the only democracy. Everybody's as long as you're not going to, 
you know, inflict terrorism, you're free to, to do what you want here. And yet the, it, most people on college campuses would think that um, Israel, they're such they're so hateful and and, you know, it's it's totally the opposite. I mean, it's everything is so upside down. Um, yeah. We have two new Muslim women serving in Congress, yes. and this has been a recent issue. Ilhan Omar is a Muslim from Minnesota, and you're from right in that neighborhood. I mean, you, she's from the Minneapolis area. Is that correct? And one of the newly elected members of Congress. And and she is, um, praise God, being uh, censured for her very yeah. anti-Semitic comments, but but she, this is a long history with her. Um, tell us what you think about this. Yeah, this is a really uh, a sensitive issue. Uh, and let me just give a minute of background here, and, and that is that I believe it was under Bill Clinton that Minnesota began uh, receiving numbers of Somalis. And I, th- I think the number now, after 25 years or so, is it's somewhere between one and 200,000 Somalis throughout Minnesota. Now they're heavily in the Twin Cities, but not exclusively. They are in some rural areas, and they take some of the jobs. They're in a lot of the meatpacking industries uh, throughout Minnesota. But the long story, very short, is that we have uh, a number of Somalis in a certain Minnesota district, third district here. As a matter of fact, it's Keith Ellison's district. He Mm -hmm. stepped down to run for Minnesota's attorney general, which he won in November, that in itself is troubling, right. and I think many are are suggesting that these two, Representative uh, Omar and Keith Ellison, have Sharia law on their mind, yes, and would like to get that installed across the country, perhaps you know, starting here in Minnesota. So she represents our third district. She's very outspoken in her anti-Israel and anti-Jewish comments. Now I'm glad to see people on both sides of the aisle pushing back and saying, you know what, this probably isn't the most uh, wise thing to be saying, and and particularly in the spirit in which it's being said, which is pretty intense anti-Israel comments coming from her. She did back down, but now I see that in a couple of days, I'm not sure what the date is, but um, sometime in later in February, she is appearing with someone in Florida who Mm -hmm. is a known anti-Semite, and I'm sure that the tone of the meeting that they'll be conducting uh, at that particular time will not be <laughs> will not be friendly to Israel. Will be hostile to Israel. Mm-hmm. So you know what what do the good people of the Minnesota's third district do about that? I'm not in that district. It's not that far from me. But just what does an average person in that district, and particularly if they didn't vote for her? Uh, or even if they did vote for her, but they don't have any anti-Jewish or anti-Israel thought in their mind, uh, and yet their representative is now out there blatantly hostile, speaking against Israel and the Jewish people. It's a real dilemma, and you know what? It could be coming to a neighborhood, just about anyone listening to your program. Exactly, because uh, this is very popular among, uh, you know, you're talking about the Somali population and largely Muslim, I would guess. Um, But it's, you know, very popular among, you know, leftist evangelicals to be anti-Israel and to support this BDS movement, this boycott, divestment and um, sanctions movement. I mean, it's 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 nonsense. And it comes out of ignorance, doesn't it, Jan? Um, Just just for 
for those who've just joined us, I want to reintroduce you. It's Jan Markell we're talking with from Olive Tree Ministries. Don't you believe that that's, it's ignorance that's behind all this? The People just don't know, and they don't want to know, especially our young no, people. No, they probably don't want to know. I mean, I think the perpetrators uh, of this know what they're doing, um, but I think that the general population doesn't fully understand. You know, this kind of activity has consequences, and you, you referenced, you visited Yad Vashem, and all of this taken to extreme, uh, that's where it leads. It leads to terrible acts of violence, not necessarily only in World War II. We just had a, uh, I think it was a bagel shop in Paris that was, uh, I think yep. it was, uh, they put all sorts of graffiti on it, and it sort of reminded me of Kristallnacht, mm-hmm. um, 1938, when they did this to the shops in uh, Germany, and and this is appearing all over the world, particularly Europe. So it has consequences, and in it, at its worst, you know, these places are shot up by terrorists, and innocent bystanders are killed. So it has consequences. We need to be watching what we say. Well, and it, the persecution uh, by those who um, hate uh, Jesus Christ and hate uh, our fo- the followers and even the, uh, you know, the um, the patriarchal um, faith of Judaism uh, has have consequences for the the rise in Christian persecution around the right. world. I mean, we have so many and, and it's never covered in the media. I mean, we you never hear you're, you're a, right. about the Nigeria, Sudan, India, China, North Korea. You never hear Iran. You never hear about this. Um, well, and, I don't hear it from our pulpits either, Linda. Yes. I, and, I, and, and, right. and I hear from others who who have such a heart for the Christians who are being just slaughtered around the world. And they, and they keep saying, my, my pastor doesn't address, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. our church leadership just doesn't address this. We're not doing anything or sending funds to organizations. So I don't get that. Uh, my heart breaks for what's going on for, with these people who, and you know what? They might not represent the theology of the First Baptist Church down the street, but still, they're they're dying because right. they're carrying a cross. They may not be your denomination, or they might be a Coptic, which is just a little bit different theology than mm-hmm. than most of almost all of our listeners. But still, they're dying because they're wearing a cross. So we need to take it seriously. Exactly, because they have lab- they have. Um carried the label of Christ with them in some fashion that um that is that is their their burden um Jan you know before our first break we've only got a couple more minutes but I want to quickly yep. uh, touch on um the fact that we have this other woman uh Rashida Talib who's from yes. Michigan which is Dearborn how did Dearborn get to be so uh, Muslim and what can people up there do I mean what what can people do in these largely Muslim areas uh, to counteract the, the well, I think with Dearborn, and, and I'm, I'm not from there and never visited there, but I, my understanding is that a lot of these Muslims came to work in the auto industry, and um, apparently still are working in the auto industry. And and just like I just said earlier, here in the Minnesota, they're working in meat packing and things like that. But you know, the question of what that what can we do. I don't have a good answer for that. I think one of the things Christians need to do is reach out with the gospel to these folks. It's very difficult, but that doesn't mean that some aren't coming to faith. And when they come to faith, my goodness, you can't imagine how zealous they embrace the faith and then turn around and try to win others. So I think that's one thing every listener can do. Um, Certainly be praying about the situation 
And be careful how you vote, because voting has consequences. And it happened in Minnesota, and it happens in Dearborn. Absolutely. We're talking with Jan Markell with Olive Tree Ministries. We're talking about anti-Semitism. And, uh, you know, we need to sh- spread the gospel. That's the bottom line. And stand up for our faith and vote our values as well. Um, this is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We will return and talk more about some of these trends in our culture and in our uh, the Christian culture, especially in our country. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about anti-Semitism, about the rise in um, uh, antagonism toward Jews and Israel, and and then it, it all comes back to the persecution of uh, Christians as well. Um, but it's very strange in our culture how uh, how this is all going. We're talking with Jan Markell, who is an expert, uh, longtime, uh, wonderful ministry called Olive Tree Ministries, uh, olivetreeviews.org. Is that, that's your website, right, Jan? Yeah, it is. And, and uh, Understanding the Times Radio, uh, quite frankly, Linda, and I think you're airing on a Salem station there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started on Salem Twin Cities back in 2001 and just so grateful for the opportunity to get the truth out on the airwaves because it's a wonderful vehicle for spreading the kind of information that you and I have. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, and you're also on American Family Radio. I hear you on, Correct, yes. yeah, which is just um, a huge, huge uh, network around the country. So I wanted to probe a little bit uh, in the time we have, which is an, is never enough, um, about the strange connection between, you know, okay, the people that seem to be promoting the um, anti-Semitic and anti, frankly, anti-Christian, because it kind of, kind of goes together, views today are the left and the left-wing uh, uh, liberal denominations within Christianity, but also Islam. Uh, and like, for instance, this um, Ilhan, Ilhan Omar and Rishada mm-hmm. Tlaib, the two new Muslim uh, congresswomen, and many, many other people who are, go along with this, and yet they're Muslims, they're conservative, they say, socially, but they're always Democrats. What is the strange tie between Islam and uh, the left? How do you explain that? Well, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know how blunt I can be. I mean, I think today's Democrat Party stands for some things that are, are extremely troubling, and I think they're moving further and further left all the time. Obviously, they're moving into socialism now, and much of the party is embracing socialism. And I think that was uh, kind of something that was spurred on perhaps by President Barack Obama. Um, I have featured a couple of films in my ministry over the years. Um, One of them was by Curtis Bowers, and it, it, it showed the alliance. He called it the Red-Green Alliance. And for some reason, going way back in time, I mean, 70, 80, 100 years ago, there was a union of communism and Islam. Um, and, and it's been brought into modern day, present time as well. Um, and I believe uh, Trevor Loudon has also spoken out mm-hmm. heavily. And he, he's a filmmaker and a 
goes around the country speaking about the issues, some some of which we're speaking on here today, and, and he br- brings the very same thing out. There's a red-green alliance, green representing Islam, red representing Marxism. Mm-hmm. And somehow, a hundred years ago, they started aligning, um, and it's going on right to the present time. Now, you know, trying to analyze that. Um, I think either one of these guys would be an expert on that, and I'm not. But there, there just seems to be a union, and and now we see it coming into the halls of Congress, as we've talked here over the few minutes. Um, very, very interesting. And I would say, let's just look at the state of Minnesota. The state of Minnesota has a red-green alliance. We've got far-left politicians here. Clearly, Minnesota is is the closest thing, as well as California, to uh, socialism. And then you've got Minnesotans yoking here with the entire Islamic community. I mean, our our airport, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, struck a deal with the local Somali community to hire them. I mean, that's fine. I'm glad they're gainfully employed and all that. So they're they're working by the thousands at our Minneapolis airport. Wow. Um, so, mm. uh, but again, leftist politics aligning with the local Islamic community here in Minnesota. So there is a tie. Not sure why, but there is. Well, and, and you know, you take the issues of homosexuality, gender confusion, and uh, abortion. True. And m- most Muslims and most mosques will teach right. that those are wrong and in fact the 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 most uh heavily persecuted uh regimes in the world where where uh, homosexuals are most heavily persecuted are muslim and uh but yet there in this country there you have women wearing hijabs like linda sarsour and ilhan yes. omar uh which <laughs> represents a certain level of submission maybe it's the islam the word is submission uh but you know then uh they come out in favor of, you know, supporting all these women's rights, supposedly, quote unquote, women's rights issues, which are destructive um, and the, so, the socially, uh, sexually liberal issues. That's the part that to me, it's it's a spiritual yeah. issue. They all hate Jesus Christ and the truth of Christ. That's that's the bottom line. And they don't know what's yeah. driving them. Don't do you do you see that? That's how I see it. Do you see it that way at all? I do. And and, you know, you bring out a good point, And that is. Um, the the Islamic world has zero tolerance for some of the aberrations that the left seems to adore, and so why they're yoking? You know, again, that's it's, it's kind of a puzzle to me. But I mean, in the in Iran, in various parts of the Middle East, I mean, you're caught if you're caught being a homosexual, you're probably going to meet a very violent death. So mm-hmm. there's no tolerance, and the left loves tolerance, but. Uh, the the Islamic world is not tolerant. I guarantee you, it's not tolerant. What could we do uh, to make college campuses a little more, a uh, little more uh, friendly to truth? Uh, you know, the, the education about the anti-Semitism and the BDS movement and all of that. We only got a couple minutes, so let's just talk about this quickly, if we could. Yeah. Um, well, again, I mean, it's coming from the academic, from the professors themselves. And I mean, I have heard from Christian students, conservative students, that their grades are intentionally lowered and things like that, um, if they speak the truth. And I, I, let me just insert one thing. When we start talking BDS, boycott, divest, sanction, look, this isn't just a, a, an academic issue. This is mm-hmm. also a spiritual issue. We have churches. We have entire denominations. Presbyterian Church USA, yes. Methodist Church, some others that are engaging 
in the boycott, divest, sanction. In other words, let's get all our money um, divested out of anything that might bless Israel. And you've got entire denominations right. signing on to that. Now, are evangelicals at this point? No, but they're flirting with it. I yes. can guarantee you they're exactly. thinking about it. Yep, and they're going to be next. I'm not going to start naming who, the denominations, but anyway, this is this now becomes an, a situation for your listeners to start mm-hmm. pondering, because it's infecting the church big time. It big is. Time. Thank you so much, Jan. Uh, OliveTreeViews.org, uh, and what what is your understanding the Times Radio? Is that a, an, is that a understanding the Times Radio? Just go to syndication on my website because okay. we're on 800 uh, stations. Wonderful, wonderful. It's such a blessing to have you on. I ask my listeners to pray for you and your ministry. Thank you. And I am so blessed uh, to know you and to be in touch with you. And um, friends, let's never be discouraged. We know where this all goes. Let's just do our best in the meantime, in the meantime, to spread the gospel and impact the world and uh, do what we can. Just remember, just remember that all things are still possible through the Lord. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.